0: For some people, politics is like a football game. The substance doesn't matter. You pick a side and then you cheerlead for them no matter what. Now, for some, it's even more intense than sport. You cheerlead the party leadership, however much they twist and turn, deceive, however duplicitous they happen to be. Even if they abandon promise after promise, After promise, you get out your pom-pom balls and you denounce anyone pointing out the deceit as fifth columnists, the enemy within, and as agents for the other side. Now, this applies to Keir Starmer's ardent cheerleaders. And a case in point is Keir Starmer banning Jeremy Corbyn's local party members from having the opportunity to reselect them, if they so wish, as their local Labour candidate. Let's listen to my good friend Ash Sarkar, who discussed this earlier on the BBC. If you actually look at the motion that Keir Starmer's put forward, it doesn't mention anti-Semitism once. It only mentions the election loss. So why should Jeremy Corbyn be banned from standing again as an MP when Ed Millerband, who had a lower return of the vote share than Jeremy Corbyn, is allowed to sit in his shadow cabinet? Stuff like this is what makes people mistrust MPs. They talk about fairness publicly, but then what they try and get away with behind closed doors, well, it's all about factionalism and political opportunism. And she's spot on. You see, the motion proposed by Keir Starmer, what it does is outlines Labour's purpose as doing its best to further its political interests. Correct. That Labour hasn't won a majority since 2005. Correct. And that in 2019, Labour suffered a terrible defeat when Jeremy Corbyn was leader. Correct. It doesn't mention any any accusations about Jeremy Corbyn's politics, anything about anti-Semitism, the EHRC. We'll talk about that in a bit. The basis for kicking Corbyn out is the performance of Labour in the 2019 election. Now, if a Labour leader losing an election is the basis for kicking out a Labour leader, then that would mean kicking out Gordon Brown and Ed Miliband. Not something I'm in favour of. Ed Miliband's, to be honest, one of the, one of the only progressive uh, kind of uh, you know champions in the current shadow cabinet. So I just want to make that clear. But look, in 2019. Back in 2017, Jamie Corbyn won forty under Corbyn Labour won 40% of the vote, which was the highest it got since 2001. Um, but in 2019, we all know Labour suffered a terrible defeat. Labour got 32.1%. Under Ed Miliband in 2015, it got 30.4%. And under Gordon Brown in 2010, it got 29%. Now people go, well, yeah, but Labour got less seats, even though it got a higher share of the vote. Well, that's to do the vagaries of first past the post. As an electoral system, it doesn't mean that Labour got less support. Obviously, Labour objectively had higher support um, in 2019 than it did under Miliband and Brown. It's just how the cookie crumbles under our ridiculous um, electoral system. And also, it's down to the fact that Labour lost Scotland back in 2015, when it has to be pointed out the Blairite right were in charge of the Scottish Labour Party in the form of Jim Murphy, one of the most ardent Blairites in the Labour Party, who was leader of the Scottish Labour Party, at the time, and Labour was battered in Scotland and didn't recover. So that knocked off well over 40 seats, which Labour could, before that, count as being in the bag. Now, if the basis for kicking Jeremy Corbyn out is losing the 2019 election, then why the hell did Keir Starmer back him and praise him to the hill after the 2019 electoral defeat? Here's what Karma... Star, yeah, Karma Starmer. Mm, karma, maybe. We'll see how that pans out. Here's what Starmer said... In 2020, I want to pay tribute to Jeremy Corbyn, who led our party through some really difficult times, who energised our movement and who's a friend as well as a colleague. This is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Uh, In 2020... Keir Starmer's all, oh, he led our party through some really difficult times. He energised our movement. And then he's a friend as well as a colleague. Now he's, well, actually, Corbyn oversaw such a catastrophe in 2019. He must be kicked out of a party that he's been a member of almost as long as I've been alive. That's where, that's where he's ended up compared to where he started. And it gets even more preposterous. So, for example, when he was looking to win the votes of Labour members, he fiercely denounced the demonisation of Jamie Corbyn by the media well look the attacks on jeremy corbyn in that election we've just had were terrible and they came back at us on the door they vilified him and they knew what they were doing and they knew why they were doing it and they do it to every labor leader and they know why they're doing it so look there there you have it when he's soliciting the votes of labor members Starmer rushes to corbyn's defense and he's someone who he describes as a friend who energise the movement, etc, etc, unfairly maligned by the media. Now he's introducing emotion, kicking him out entirely because of the 2019 defeat. Do you see how tea-faced that is? If you're honest with yourself, I know some people watching this are going to be like, well, actually, whatever Keir Starmer says, I'm going to support and cheerlead. Come on, come on now. Look deep in your soul. Be honest with yourself. You know, don't you, how duplicitous and tea-faced that is, objectively. There's no way in any honest way, unless you want to also be turned into a liar by Keir Starmer. That's what happens with these political dishonesty, you see, because a fish rots from the head down. If you decide to attach yourself uncritically to a dishonest leader, then you become dishonest. That's how it works. It's how politics and democracy become rotten. Because a a politician being dishonest leads to an infection of dishonesty, because everyone defending that politician has to be complicit in the dishonesty. It doesn't erase, however much you might be a partisan supporter, some of you, of Keir Starmer, doesn't erase the fact that he is objectively two-faced and duplicitous and dishonest. Now, of course, the basis that is often touted, which isn't in the motion, which is going to the National Executive Committee, for uh, Jeremy Corbyn being kicked out of the Labour Party, is the response to the EHRC report into the handling of anti-Semitism, which I'm not going to go into at length because... We could be here for about five hours, couldn't we really? Whatever you think about Corbyn's response to that statement, it has been misconstrued because he did back all of the recommendations of the EHRC and called for their immediate implementation or their swift implementation. Now, if it's about taking racism seriously within the Labour Party, then let's just listen to what Ash Sarkar also had to say to the BBC. I was actually sitting in a seat just like this when Angela Smith turned to me and referred to people of color as having a funny tinge. It was right here on the show. She's back in the party. How's that for Zero Tolerance? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. But again, you've got to be honest with yourselves, haven't you? Again, some of you are, I know, watching this, or listening to this, uncritical supporters of Keir Starmer. That's your right. It's your right to be that. Some of you go, well, you're a hypocrite, Owen, because you weren't uncritical critical support of K- Jeremy Corbyn. No, I wasn't. Incorrect. Criticised Jeremy Corbyn uh, when I disagreed with him. Wrote an entire book, actually, going, looking, It called This Land. You want to read it? Uh, which was a nuanced take on his leadership. But when he was leader... Quite infamously, in some cases, I criticise Jamie Corbyn. Doesn't doesn't stick with me, that, that attack. Sorry, if you're going to try that. So the difference between me and, I'm afraid, some of the people who yell at me on Twitter is... You are uncritical supporters of and the difference is whatever you can say about Jeremy Corbyn, he didn't renege on his promises as Labour leader. He didn't he didn't run on a series of policy commitments which he then reneged on, which I'm gonna talk about. But let's talk about racism, shall we? Let's not just talk about what Ash Sarkar said there. Let's talk about, for example, the Batley and Spend by election, a dirty, filthy election. Not just because of George Galloway, who rat who is a demagogic charlatan who was a disgrace in every shape and form. Um, but Labour ran a dirty campaign as well. The Mail on Sunday quoted a senior Labour official during that election campaign saying that Labour was hemorrhaging votes among uh, Muslim voters um, because of anti-Semitism amongst Muslim voters. So the Labour Muslim network condemned this patently vile Islamophobic briefing. The deputy leader, Angela Rayner, called for an inquiry into it. Where did that, did, I didn't notice that inquiry, I have to say. Um, apparently that, that was touted during the election campaign, presumably to try and assuage Muslim voters. But what happens to in the inquiry? Anyway, one Batley Labour campaign source after the election bragged to us that they basically built a new electoral coalition in six weeks, lost the Conservative Muslim vote over gay rights in Palestine, and won back a lot of 2019 Tory voters, just smearing Muslim voters as anti-Semites and homophobes. And I went to Batley and spent I went there. Nobody who campaigned there, no one, thinks that Muslims didn't vote for the Labour Party over e.g. gay rights. No one thinks that. Because it never came up on the doorstep. And why on earth would Muslim voters who resoundingly voted for Labour in the 2000s, when Labour was introducing gay rights, equalising the age of consent, um, repealing Section 28, uh, allowing uh, civil partnerships, allowing the right to adoption, a a whole raft of gay rights, and Muslim voters voted for Labour. And if you think now Labour's a massive champion of LGBTQ rights, can't back trans rights, can they? They're already backing down on that. Ludicrous. Compl- it was lies. It was lies stoking, fi- stoking prejudice about Muslim voters deliberately by the Labour Party. That's racism. Sorry. Um, Martin Ford, commissioned by Keir Starmer to do a report partly looking at issues of racism. And he said there was an appearance of a hierarchy of racism within the Labour Party. A serious report taking on issues of racism with huge numbers of recommendations many of which have been completely and utterly ignored, and they haven't even got back to Martin Ford. He's one of the most senior black lawyers in the country, commissioned by Keir Starmer, did a report about racism in large part, not acted upon in large part, and they didn't even have the courtesy to speak to him afterwards. Now, we can go back, just to go back to the 2019 election, we can, of course, need to talk about reasons for the defeat for it. And again, again, there were criticisms to be made about Jeremy Corbyn's leadership. I'm not denying that. I've made them. But, you know, we can't erase as well the role of Brexit because, for a start, if Brexit didn't play a pivotal role in that election defeat, then why did Labour under Keir Starmer, who, one of the many deceits he did, is pivot from being an ultra-Remainer to, after the election, going all hard Brexit, backing Boris Johnson's Brexit deal, mocking Rishi Sunak for supposedly not being committed enough to Brexit? Why is he doing that? If it wasn't to do with Brexit at all, Labour's election defeat, he doesn't need to do that but labour have made a calculation that one of the main reasons labour lost the election was because of brexit which is why they're now peddling so hard in the opposite direction to win back voters who were lost by the labour party in the 2019 election so they know in large part it was about brexit because they've conceded it by their political strategy otherwise they just Kirstan would just carry on you wouldn't be backing a hard brexit would he under boris johnson wouldn't make any sense to do that would it the 2017 election has been completely erased labour didn't win the 2017 election. I know that. But in 2015, they suffered a terrible defeat. No one thought by by an election 2020, whoever won in the 2015 leadership election that they had any chance of winning in 2020 because the 2015 election results were so bad. But in in those two years, Labor went from 30% to 40%. The first time Labor increased the number of seats since 1997. There was something to learn from that. It was a step in the right direction, clearly, by definition, not enough to win. Not enough to win. But it was a step in the right direction, the biggest increase in votes, a vote share since 1945. Now, we shouldn't be uncritical of Jeremy Corbyn, and and I'm not, as I've said. I have my critiques and disagreements, which we can talk about, and I have talked about at length elsewhere. What I object to is the the revision of history. And I object to the duplicitous nature of Keir Starmer, a man who made a series of promises, like nationalisation of utilities, which he then claimed he never made after the leadership election, because he's completely duplicitous and deceitful. Uh, whether it be increasing taxes on, on high earners, which he's now reneged on, uh, increasing corporation tax. He opposed the Tories doing that for a while. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, whether it be scrapping tuition fees, that's another pledge we're about to abandon. Standing by trade unions, ban shadow cabinet members from, from standing with them. Party unity, don't even get me started, um, let alone his you know, backing freedom of movement. He did that during the 2020 leadership election. Um, what we've got is just an overtly factional attack. They want to destroy and crush the left. They want to crush the left forever. That's the whole point of this. It's just one part of that general onslaught. that if you believe in public ownership of utilities, if you believe in strong trade unions, if you believe in measures to redistribute wealth from those at the top of society, do you believe in stronger action on the climate emergency, then you don't have a place in politics. That's the whole point of this. It doesn't matter whether you agree with Jeremy Corbyn or not. They want anyone who dissents from this neoliberal consensus out. That's the point. It's just a thin end of the wedge. And you know what? I'd appreciate it more if Starmer's supporters were just more honest. They should just say, yeah, our, our, our guy is dishonest and deceitful, but we think it's necessary to win an election, rather than the contortions which I get on my timeline all the time, which is, no, he's not dishonest. Of course he is. Of course, he's, he's tea faced. You know that. You know that deep down. It's just an attempt, a factional attempt to distort and ga- gaslight, you know, to distort reality for factional ends. It's gaslighting people. You know what he said and he promised, and you know what he has then done. It is a, it's aggravating, as I've said. And it's not aggravating because of some special loyalty to Jeremy Corbyn, it's because of the contempt towards democracy that is shown by such serial deceit. And I do believe, myself, that those who have a commitment to building a different sort of society, which is less broken than our own, rather than just tweaking a broken model, I do believe those people have a place in politics. The people at the top of Labour Party don't. And they want us crushed, but they also don't want us to speak out about being crushed. They want us to die quietly. That's not going to happen. And I do believe, myself, that yes, Keir Starmer's riding high in the polls now, not because of any enthusiasm for him, don't, don't delude yourself, but because the Tories destroyed themselves in office more comprehensively than any government in modern British democratic history. That's why Labour's likely to win the next election. But I don't believe a leadership built on so much deceit and duplicity will end well. Please like, subscribe, support us on Patreon.com. I'm Josie I'll see you in a bit. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.